0: Yo, 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 what it do, baby? Welcome back. Saucy Takes Podcast, baby. It's your boy Saucy, a.k.a. Lemon Pepper Lou with the boy Gator Gabe, man. How you doing, Gator?
1: Chilling, man. Chilling. Got another dub this week. We hype.
0: Yes, sir. That makes two of us. That definitely makes two of us. But I also think, man, we should be hype because I think we've been crushing our Saucy Takes section lately. I think we are hitting straight home runs here. And as you guys can tell on the screen, I don't know why tight ends are up. We're not going to talk about those. We got quarterbacks up right here, man. Uh last week we had our consensus, because we only do one quarterback, was Jimmy G, start of the week. Uh he was ranked quarterback 16. Finished top ten, yeah. finished that ten right at the right at the right at the crisp of ten right here with twenty points. Honestly could have had more if he didn't throw those two picks, but Nonetheless, we we yeah. take a, a good performance from Jimmy G.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he looked really good starting on like starting out in the game. Um, he was finding Ayuk. Ayuk ate this week. Um, people were wondering what happened to Debo, but um, it was just the way the the game went. That's what they were giving him, but they fell into a hole, and Jimmy G. Uh, ended up having trying to dig him out, and that's that's where those two picks came out. You know,
0: talking about Debo, I said it last week, and I'm saying it this week. Bye, Debo. Because he had a bad game. He had 10 targets, 7 catches, 79 yards, and 11 rushing yards. He had 90 all-purpose yards with 7 catches. Take that mm. every day of the week, man.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is crazy. Oh, he had a down game. 90 yards with 7 catches. You take that every day. And then exactly. we're, we're going to go on to, you know, I don't think that one was a good enough hit. So we'll get into some running backs, man. Tell the people what your your saucy take was for this week at the boom, and we'll, we'll see how he did
1: yeah, so I did say Zeke was gonna boom this week. Um, I did, I claimed that he was gonna be top 15 if he caught a touchdown, if he got a touchdown, which he did. Uh, he did very well. I think he had like 80, 83 yards or something like that. 81 and yards, and he did have a re- 81 yards and a reception and the touchdown. Um, historically, man, Zeke just eats the Eagles, you know, he he performs well. And he he had a repeat performance here. He finished twelve. If he had gotten another touchdown, he would have gotten into that top ten that I that I had said he would get into or top eight, I believe I said. You did um, you, you
0: said if he gets two touchdowns, he's gonna be top ten for sure. And you said one touchdown, yeah. top fifteen.
1: And yeah, so he delivered. He definitely delivered. Um he looked good when they gave him the ball. Uh obviously I, I was I was honestly kind of like scared because I I was I ended up having to build some furniture for my mom and I missed the first half of the game. So when I tuned in and I saw this man had four rushes for for 15 yards at, at the half. I was like, no way this man is like literally selling the week for me, man. But he he turned it up, bro. They started giving him the ball and Zeke did Zeke things.
0: It was a rough first half for the Cowboys. They ended up making it a little bit closer of a game. Uh, in large part, thank to Zeke. He right here, he finished 12, 16 points, 14 opportunities, 86 yards. You love to see it, man. My running back boom of the week, I didn't do as spicy as you in this category. Um, was Eno Benjamin. You see he has a questionable tag right here. He was ranked running back nineteen coming into this week. I said he'd finish top eight. I was trying to be real saucy because I really believed. And he finished running back twenty one. Did he sell your lineups this week? No, still got you ten ten points. And to be honest, he had the he had the opportunity. Fifteen carries. Not very efficient in those carries. Uh I think guys, a takeaway from this is the Cardinals offensive line cannot create any gaps. It was looking so bad. And their starting guard is out for the year, I believe. And he had three three um targets for twenty eight yards. He actually looked very good in the passing game. They threw him a couple of screen passes and he made people miss. So I was just curious as to why they didn't do that some more. Um
1: Yeah. That's where he got most of his value was when he started getting involved in the passing game because he was very being very not even that he was being inefficient. The Cardinals as a whole, their O line, they they just could not get it together most of the game. Um, Kyler was running for his life most of the game. Receivers were not getting open like it it was just a terrible outing for them. Um, Eno didn't sell because you know fortunately enough he he gave you a floor with the receiving work that he got but um you know and not definitely not what, what we what we were expecting in general from this game because the over under for this game was very high and 50 and a half it was, yeah. and it was nine what was it 27
0: 19 to nine or, or something That's like that 28
1: so, yeah. 28 it was 19 to 9 so 28 points um so pretty much every player that was expected to be a boom from this game um sold but Eno, thankfully for the receiving work did give you a safe floor
0: yeah definitely so Moving on to the to to our bust of the week, man. I this is where I think we both went pretty freaking crazy. Start off yeah. with your guy, man. As I yeah, slow down so, to find him. That's how you know we, we hit.
1: Yeah, well, I mine was was actually Najee. Um, who performed about as much as what was expected. He got lucky with a, or, you know, he walked in. He got literally a a, a, a runway. He had a, literally a runway cleared for him to the end zone for his touchdown. Um, he finished seventeenth. I thought he would again finish outside the top thirty-six. You know, I yeah. thought he would be in that running back three range. Um, they had him ranked at twenty. So you know, he he outperformed his ranking. But I mean, without that touchdown, his fantasy production on the day was atrocious.
0: Yeah, definitely got saved by a Tutty. Um, This game was a weird game. The fact that Pittsburgh beat him, I wasn't really expecting, but I also wasn't like surprised. I wasn't that surprised. It's just surprising when you see something that like shouldn't happen happen and yeah. it fucking happened. So, like you said, Najee 14 for 42, you know, three targets, two catches, seven yards, 49 total yards. Just happened to have a tutty in there. Very inefficient on the ground against a good defense. I think the. Your analysis was spot on. I just think that, you know, something that's as unpredictable as touchdowns just happened to be the case for him not being. Because I think if you take away the touchdown, he finishes with six points and he's around that 36. Yeah. So that's definitely, you know, unfortunately it's a miss, but I don't think it's a a crazy miss. Just like my Mm -hmm. Eno was a miss, but it wasn't a crazy miss. I don't think it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think we break those. Uh, Yeah.
1: But your, your bus was,
0: Oh, I crushed on my bust. It was Edward Delaire. Scrolling all the way down, I had he was ranked um coming into the week he was ranked 18, and I thought he was going to be outside of the top 30. He finished 46. Uh exactly as I expected. 9 carries, 33 yards. His volume, his amount of touch volume hasn't been there, and he's been in ineff- no, I don't want to say inefficient. He's been very good with touchdowns. But uh, playing a team like Buffalo, who's very, very good on defense, I thought this was going to be the case, and I did say if for any reason they got down, he was not going to be the guy catching passes. It was going to be Jarek McKinnon, and that just happened to be the case. And Pacheco just—I'm not. Pacheco keeps looking yeah. first, man. I know he only yeah, had so he, four touches.
1: His but. snap share, his snap share was right around where they usually have him, around like the fifteen. You know, he had forty-two percent. Um, they just didn't use him. Um, like whenever he was in, he wasn't really being used. You see his. He had nine attempts, 33 yards, and and that's e- even that is misleading because it wasn't like consecutive attempts that they gave him. They literally just like sprinkled them in here and there. And it's hard to get you know any kind of momentum that way. Um I did see a lot more Pacheco than I would like for, you know, because Clyde, I do think Clyde has looked better whenever he's been given the opportunity. He's been the one breaking out the big plays for them. Um but you know, it was just one of those weeks. They they didn't put him in those spots where he can succeed and where he's been efficient.
0: Yeah, and playing a tough defense, you know, yeah. that tends to be the case. Moving on to receivers, I think this is where we were actually very very good in compare. Like we were good at running backs, but I think our receivers yeah. were very well. Start with your <laughs> we
1: snatch. Here.
0: Start with your boom, actually, because we yes. Yeah, so we have things
1: here. My boom of the week was actually didn't really. Boom but he didn't really bust either he got the opportunity it was rondale Moore um the yardage just wasn't there he had the receptions though uh it, you were just hoping for more out of this game like we mentioned already yep. uh you know he was ranked that they had him at thirty four uh, thirty eight coming into the week he finished thirty four I thought he was gonna be top twenty four this week um you know it, there is more to talk about with the uh, with the receiving here in arizona with some news that we have coming out absolutely Um, but yeah i think uh your your boom was uh you know it wasn't you didn't quite hit but it was definitely a lot better than mine
0: it was a little better i don't want to say a lot better because again you know like we say guys fantasy is very unpredictable the most we can do is look where players rank in our minds think about like what his percentage of targets are going to be his catches and I think if you tell me this guy's going to get 99% snapshot in the second highest over-under game from Vegas, he's going to get 10 targets and catch six of them, I think that's top 24 every time. So it just happened to miss this week, but I don't think it was a bad miss. Again, I think the analysis was very good, which is sometimes the most you can do. You know, things are unpredictable. Yeah. Um, my guy, though, we're here, man. It's the Pierce train all aboard. Mm-hmm. It's too late. It already left the station. But uh, Alec Pierce, they had him ranked at receiver 45 because I like to I like to we, we we actually dug very deep this week. You had George was 38 minus 45. That's actually pretty crazy. And he finished a uh, receiver 25 this week. Um, I like to see that snap percentage go up a little bit. Seven targets again, kind of where his average has been. He only caught three of them. For 49 yards, but it was a touchdown, and not only was it a touchdown, it was the game winning touchdown.
1: Game winning touchdown, yeah.
0: And I th- was it on a fourth down that they threw it, or on a third and ten?
1: No, it was a, on a third, yeah, on a third down. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, was a really it? nice, really nice pass and catch, That's- man. He he ran that route really well. The release, um, burned the he, corner, he, yeah, he he gave him the moves, and then he just hit the Jets, and you know. The numbers are not, like, super, like, attractive, but he looks the part. Like, he's passing the eyeball test on the field yes, for me. I,
0: I, do, I do believe, too, like, this is a game where Matt Ryan threw 58 times, as we'll get into. And I think this is, unfortunately, not what they want to do, obviously. But, I mean, Paris Campbell had 11 targets this week. That's his career high by a lot. I don't think that's gonna keep duplicating itself, especially Mm -hmm. with the way Pierce has been looking. He's the rookie they invested high capital in as a second round pick this year, I believe. Just like you said, he passes the eyeball test, and I think Matt Ryan tends to favor those bigger body receivers. He had Roddy White over there, Julio, you know, people Mm -hmm. like that. Calvin, who's like five eleven, not the biggest guy, but you know, Calvin really's a demon, so can't really. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah he's really good he's he's different
1: oh uh, so. yeah I, i'm really i'm in on the alec pierce train i i will give you all the props you've been you've been hyping this man up for i think like three or four weeks now he's just looked better even the snap and you can tell man look at the snap percentage is steadily increasing every week yep he's carving out a role over there he looks good i expect these numbers to you know to stay more relevant than you know the other one you were talking about Paris Campbell like I don't I don't expect Paris Campbell to come anywhere near that performance that you had this what Alec Pierce is doing I I can see him doing this again at least a, like a handful more times this week.
0: I did call it too uh, I said he was gonna get his first touchdown this week and he did
1: <laughs> yeah I, he did say that.
0: so I'll take I'll take that dub right there speaking of dubs man I think you took the biggest dub we've ever had actually on the show. And I took the second biggest, but just a slim margin. But we're going to get to yours first, man, because. Yeah, I think we
1: both bus. smashed. We both smashed with our wide receiver bus. Mine was Cortland Sutton. They had him at wide receiver 12th. And like I've said, I do not see this man showing me anything that tells me he is the wide receiver one on that team. He it's all hype right now. He finished as wide receiver 69 and they had him. Ranked at twelve, I said he would finish outside the top twenty-four, and he finished sixty-nine. Um, again, Judy is the one getting open. It, you you see the game, right? He's the one getting open. the The Broncos' offense just sucks, you know. Unfortunately, oh, you, know? you know. And 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 about that too, I thought we had Russell Wilson cooking this week. You know, you saw that first quarter, and you're thinking, oh my god, he's back. Yeah, they're figuring it out. And then the rest of the game happened and you look at Russell Wilson's production, I think like 80% of his production came in the first quarter.
0: He had 116 yards in the first quarter. So even more than like 50%. He had
1: 116 and the touchdown in the first quarter. So, um, you know, like the uh, offense is not really producing and Sutton just the opposite of Pierce, you know, he is not passing the eyeball test. I mean, he does not look the part. Um Judy looks more the part. They're just not clicking yet. So um
0: you know Sutton, you know? Sutton is Yeah, he he d- didn't look the part unfortunately. Um I mean fortunately you smashed on this. He was 12th like you said, 69th, obviously the best number in the world. But unfortunately <laughs> not for fantasy. So um definitely might as well get to my guy because I, I do think they have a little bit to, to do with each other. Mike Williams, he was ranked 13th and he finished 66. Um, and th- the thing I'll get to with Sutton as well as with Williams, they are not the they're not the flashy receivers who you know hit you with the scusca and get open. They're the throw the ball up to them, let them create separation at the point of the catch. Receivers and very much because we we both saw this game. Sutton and Williams did not get targeted down the field almost at all, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, fortunately for, for the bust, you know, we smacked on these, but for for their owners, um, you just want to see them, like, launch that shit to them down the field, let them win at the catch point. I know Patrick yeah, Sertan, I, I called it Patrick Sertan was going to clamp this man up, but I still believe you give these people a chance, uh, especially in a game where their offense was looking... Honestly, they were throwing... Uh, Palmer the ball. I felt like they were using Palmer like uh the Cardinals used yeah. more like just
1: Palmer playing. was was slinging. It. He was literally in that that Allen role. He was he. This has been the most Keenan Allen role I've seen Palmer do in all the games that Keenan has been out. He yep. and I and I feel this is what was frustrating about watching Mike Will. You know, he did have Sertan Sir shadowing him the whole game, but Sertan was giving him over 10 yards of space at the line of scrimmage for most of the snaps. If you have him run a quick slant, if you have Mike will run maybe a little out route, a little flat route. Like
0: He just literally hike, turn to the quarterback, catch the ball, and like let him go yak.
1: Let him, let him try to bully Sertan. He's bigger. He's just physically bigger than him. Even if it's five, six yards, that's better than what they were doing all the whole game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I think teams should definitely do that more often. That little smoke screen, I, I, like, I crave that in the Ravens' offense. But we we don't know how to get the receivers the ball over here. I just so.
1: don't get it. And because he was like Sherbert, we call him Sherbert, but um, Herbert was literally under the rest the whole game, the yep. whole game being pressured. Like, just get some quick plays. But no, they're giving it to Eckler. They're giving it to Palmer. But those were not efficient plays. Let your playmaker try to make a big play. And they just were not doing that.
0: I, I want to say that the right guard and the right tackle from the Chargers were absolutely getting manhandled this game. It was really bad. And on the no, other both, side, both O-lines. Yeah, both O lines like Like they like I feel like the Broncos, this is a little bit aside from from fantasy, but man, like, do they not have any like hot plays? like they they don't have anything to switch to. Like it's obvious they're going to blitz and they still are like, they're running like bombs and they're sending six people at Russell Wilson. Like, I understand like Russell Wilson hasn't been great, but at some point like this, this happened last year. I was live in person when the, the the Dolphins played the Ravens here and the Dolphins sent 40 cover zero blitzes at Lamar Jackson and we didn't have an answer. Like that's not all on the quarterback that the OC and the head coach got to take blame for that. Like, we should be yeah. hot-routing somebody got to get open. Like, somebody got to just turn around and stick it. Or, like, you know, like, not just run. I don't know, man. Their, their, their concepts are bad. Their coaching has been bad. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really.
1: Yeah, these defenses had no respect for the offenses on the field. They were sending five, six, six linemen each single time. And the quarterbacks, you can tell, they, they, there were some passes that they should have made. Even Herbert, who we're not expecting, you know, we expect Herbert to make those reads. Even Herbert was he looked shook. Like there was some like passes that he clearly just missed.
0: Uncomfortable so, the whole game. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's only fitting we were talking about this game, man. man yeah. Man, we didn't techni- I didn't technically put him on the list, but I I I mentioned his name. I said top fifteen.
1: Just throw him out there.
0: It's Greg Dolcich, man. It's the rookie, man. I kept saying it. One thing I look for, I know he only had three targets, but the big thing is it's his first game back all year. A rookie tight end they invested value in, and like we're talking about, they don't have the weapons. So this is opportunity. This is this that's all it comes down to. Three targets in his first game back, two for a four uh, and forty four yards for a tutty. Finished uh tight end twelve this week. What like he was ranked sixty one, guys. That's a he fucking smash if I ever seen one, Kai. Yeah. it! That's literally a crazy smash. But like you said, yeah, he looks good. Uh, he looks like he does head and shoulders commercials here on the picture. But trust me, <laughs> Boykin ball. Um, just yeah, like I mean, like, like like we said, it's it's basically Judy Sutton and nobody else. Hamler caught a bomb. Finally showed up. But um, you you want players in positions. With opportunities, like you want rookie players who they invest draft capital in with opportunities, which is why I'm always very high on these young players.
1: Yeah, man. And I mean, if you're if you're, I mean, if, like we all know we're all very aware. So a, a tight end is very shallow. Yep. So if you're one of these people that are still hasn't found, you know, one of these tight ends, if you if you haven't found your Zachary, you're you're in you know, these your Dallas Goddard, you know, these people who are were not hyped up. If you haven't found your tight end that you can rely on, and you're just still taking shots, this I think he's worth a shot. When he was on the field, he looked good. He looked good. He looks fast. He looks like a good cutter. Yeah, he's very quick. Yeah, he runs good routes. So um, I expect him to be more involved. Uh, Russ did seem to to like when he was targeting him. He looked. He I mean, he was wide open on the touchdown. He caught the touchdown,
0: and then later on in the game, on third and like third and almost like third and goal. They threw him the ball again. It yeah. was, it, he didn't. It was the only target he didn't catch. But hey, like I'm saying, guys, opportunity—that's what you want to see. And he's—he's he's giving you this opportunity, man. I absolutely. There's
1: definitely interest. There's and, definitely interest there.
0: And they're playing the Jets next week, who just gave up like 10 and 90 to Robert Tunyon. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, like maybe, maybe, might, yeah. might be, might be a streamer. We'll. I'm a, I'm gonna
1: we'll look around for that. the
0: next episode. I'm gonna crunch some numbers <laughs> and we'll see if it's... If it's valid, <laughs> stand by on that. <laughs> but I mean, that does it for our saucy takes. I think we were both very good this week. It always feels good to hit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but I think it's it's about time we go to the league recap, man. Um, You were coming into this week, if I'm not mistaken. You were what, 10 and 0?
1: 10 and 0 Your on my picks? pickles. yeah.
0: Yeah, and this week. I mean, it might Three as well start two. with your only loss, man. We got to start with the boy, man. I proved my haters wrong. I love to do it. I know it's nothing personal, man. I know it's never personal. But he showed up this game. She's no longer undefeated. We had to take him down. Got Jess. <laughs> we finally beat her. I picked myself because I'm always confident in myself. And I'm just proud to say that I, I beat her, honestly.
1: But no, matchup, you, you dethroned her. You took her down. I Think this, um,
0: doesn't this make you, um, yeah, number one? You're welcome.
1: yeah. So I I I'm gonna give you a thank you for that. This should uh, pull me over to one, um, which Mike Williams almost also sold the number one spot for me because I'm barely gonna outscore her. Um, you know, I, I was projected be going into tonight to have like 150 something points, and Mike Williams just bombed like he just yeah. yeah he just pooped the bed um but fortunately enough i did still score enough and her her team scored low enough that i should be able to t- overtake that uh the number one spot um but yeah i mean and now now no one's undefeated yes sir
0: that's what i like to see i don't like to see donuts up there
1: joseph <laughs> <laughs> oh man
0: um, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about the stellars and the sellers man i think it's only fitting i talk about my stellar Mandrews, y'all see the nickname, man. That's the best player Baltimore has. Period. I know we have Lamar. That man's different. bro. Out of Lamar, f- right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Period. He's. It goes Tucker, and then Andrews. Tucker's the goat, even though he missed a field goal. But um, yeah, man. Andrews looks. Come on, twenty-seven points. This is what I traded him for. I'm so happy. Um, just got a great game from him, man. Honestly. Uh, I don't know if you, did you see the touchdown catch that he had?
1: Yeah, yeah. He, it was a simple,
0: simple touchdown catch, right? Psych. They put the slot corner on this man and the slot corner tried to press him and he didn't like, man, Mark Andrews didn't like overpower his press. Like he, he hit him with some skus Like I thought I was watching yeah. prime Dwayne Wade out there. Just left, right crossover, bop, bop, bop. Yeah, he touch hit him with just goes, that, man. Give me that shit. You're a little boy to me. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah and I,
1: I love I love when players catch the ball with their hands. I'm personally one of the guys, one of those people. I hate when players start catching the balls with their chest. When they let the ball hit their chest, how many times do you see the ball literally bounce off? How many drops do you see? You're a receiver. You have Superman gloves. Like just, bah, let it. Let the ball sit yeah. in your hands and catch it. And that's, that's why, what. That's why I love Mandrews, bro. Mandrews is, he's him. Yeah, him. At He's the, him at the, <laughs> him at the baby. Um, yeah, he looked really good he, uh, as always. You
0: know. And my seller is uh DJ Moore. Um Jesus, guys. Uh honestly, I should have known better. I shouldn't have started him with PJ Walker there. What the fuck was I thinking? But um
1: do yeah, I look you deserve that one?
0: Yeah, and am I still I'm I'm happy I got the dub, even though he sold. But I'm also very happy that I won't say very happy, but I'm I'm as a Moore holder, I'm glad that Robbie Anderson is no longer on the team. More targets for my boy. That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm feeling. Thanks for looking up for DJ. Go Uh, DJ. He
1: he might not even be on the team, man. Hey, he might not even he might be the next one to go.
0: Hey, I don't know if you've seen DJ Moore is from the or he's been linked with the Ravens ever since his draft. He got taken before. Oh, I know you would
1: love that. I know you would love that. I know man. we can't do I, it because
0: he has a fat ass contract. But if there is any fucking way we can get Lamar Jackson, any help at receiver, I am a million percent for it. Please, I am tired of seeing the Marcus Robinson drop two passes on fucking five targets. I, I hey, need. Man.
1: Be easy on Demarcus Robinson, all right? He he was really he was a stud for the for, for the Gators, all right? But oh man,
0: dude, he needs to be a stud for us, man. Come on, yeah. man. I need to go to therapy after watching our receivers play every fucking week when Bateman isn't here. Please, <laughs> my bills are gonna get expensive in this therapy. And moving yeah. on to, I think moving on to her, man. I think it's obviously her biggest stellar was, come on, man, Stevenson. What'd you think of Stevenson this week? Besides of fact that he went absolutely looked like rb1 i
1: i think he he benefited a lot from getting into the to the end zone twice this week um they the offense wasn't really producing much the england new england has literally just been feeding off of their defense the last two weeks they've been like shut out like they're they're playing so good and they're putting their their team in good positions and they're making just enough plays to put themselves in good positions to score, and they're capitalizing on it. Um, Stevenson is hitting those gaps whenever he gets the chance. Uh, but other than that, I, I didn't. See, I mean, the touchdown, the first touchdown run was actually really nice. Um, but I mean, he he did his thing, man. He he got the opportunity. You know, we we that's one of the things we look at is you know if they have the opportunity, will they will they produce? And he's doing that.
0: Nineteen carries, five targets. That's what you want to see. The two touchdowns. You know, what is it called? I forgot. Well, ice cream on t- uh, cherry on top. Whatever. It's yeah. a cherry on the top. <laughs> <laughs> cherry on top with the two tutties. But um, definitely something you'd love to see is the just the the sheer volume. And like you said, New England has been playing really really well on defense. Just really good complimentary football. Talk talk to me about her seller though, man i think we had written
1: down oh man yeah so uh we she she has two you know so i I believe nick chubb came into the week um well not even uh melvin gordon and and herbert uh we already talked about herbert a little bit uncomfortable the whole night and then uh melvin gordon you know 0.8 you know you're, you're you're starting him And I know she had to slot him in because Jacobs was on bye and Hines was, you know, got his head wrong. So, yeah, Connor was out there. He he couldn't really play. Connor ended up being a late scratch. So, um, she she scrambled around and started uh, Melvin Gordon. But, you know, what can you do there? It's just unfortunate how the way that happened. I think he was hurt. I think it was a neck injury. Yes. Let me see. Uh, Neck and ribs. So, he did play a little bit, and then he did not see the field.
0: We're talking about Gordon with the neck and injury, yeah. or oh, in the ribs. Okay, yeah, okay. Because I know. Conley yeah. Was out so somewhere.
1: no. So Melvin Gordon, he I did see him on the field. He was on the field to start the game, and then maybe he took one of these hits that re-aggravated the energy, the the injury, and he looked frustrated on the sideline. If yeah. you watch this game, and they shot at, they took a couple of, uh, they put him on the screen a couple times and uh, he just looked frustrated man he it must be an injury thing um there's a name that 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 did get involved that we'll we'll talk about yeah. a little bit later but yeah man i i and herbert anytime your quarterback gets you especially your qb1 who you invested high draft capital on gets you 10 points man
0: that's, that, a tough that's just rough yeah um Getting less than 12 points from your RB2 and your quarterback one is literally putrid. Um, I'm the beneficiary of that this week, though, so I'm not going <laughs> to complain.
1: Technically, I am too, because oh, I'm going to yeah. get that number one spot. So Just, I think Shout it's out only, to you.
0: only fitting we go to your game here. Oof. Talk to me about your, talk to me about your, how you feeling and talk to me about them Stellars and
1: stuff. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. bittersweet because, you know, I love my boy Swift, so I hate to send them to 0 and 6, but, you know, it had to be done because your boy's, going for the title you know and uh yeah man i'm very happy with my team um it's gonna get even better because the boy nuke is coming back this week very excited about that but the boy leonard Fournette, man every week he's just performing at a high level right now even when the team isn't he is he has so much opportunity that he, it's impossible for him to not produce. So it's just, um, you know, and then my setter was Mike Williams, you know, obviously. Sure. Yes, he was my wide receiver one and didn't do <laughs> wide receiver one things, unfortunately. <laughs> so, wide
0: receiver 66 things.
1: Yeah. Then we also have Kelsey, but Kelsey is, you know, Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. 108 yards, eight receptions, you know. That's that's Ex- expected, my dog right there. Expected,
0: yeah. Tight end one doing tight end one things. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll also looking here, Curtis Samuel didn't do you too good this week. He also dropped a tutty, so it is what it yeah. is. But um, I think for Joseph though, his biggest um stellar um is no one. I don't think anybody stood out here. Um, he got twenty points most from his quarterback. Nobody really, you know, really stepped up over what was kind of projected or expected, and. I think the biggest seller is himself, man. Um, I don't think in a ten-team league your team should be looking as slim as this one is. And he has Davin Cook on a buy next week too, so that's gonna hurt him even more. Um, just his team doesn't look too. Uh, hopefully DeAndre Swift comes back and turns, you know, turns things around. Bateman hopefully comes back for him. But I uh, said this this team is he's looking kind of dire out there, man. What what do you think? Are are you in agreement with the sellers and the sellers for his team?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just this is one of those situations man. he has to either decide to stick with the team or make some moves to try to improve the situation. The only downside about that is that he would have to try to trade one of his players that actually still have value, Um, which as if you look at his roster, a lot of, you know, a lot of the people he has were misses, you know, or have been misses. So, you know, it's tough to try to get something back when, you, when you're down like this. Yep. Um, definitely something I'm not used to seeing from this man. He's uh, usually very on top of. Uh, he's usually a very good manager. Not to say he's not this year. It's just it hasn't gone his way.
0: Unfortunate. I do agree. Moving on. Oh, by the way, we forgot to mention we both picked. um you to win that matchup you both picked yes sir so so far um for this week i believe what was your record this week three and two
1: i believe at three and two this week in uh overall four and one for you
0: i think your overall is 13 and two and i am 12 and three
1: so very close
0: we'll see how i finish this
1: this week literally it literally closed the gap Yeah,
0: t- it took a game away from you. And here we got mm. solid against Tony. This was one of the games where we both took solid and we both took it now. Yeah. um, Tony, man. uh, Tony's team came out to play. I think his, like, just in general, the biggest uh, stellar and seller was himself. Twice. I want to <laughs> repeat that. Um, Just the fact that, you know, he had... Jeff Wilson in there, Clyde in there, both being very bad. But at the same time, he had, you know, Tyreek getting him points, Kenny Walker getting him points, Zach Ertz getting him points. Like he had literally it was like a tail of two teams. And Yeah. <laughs> th- thankfully the upper tail was better. The reason I included him in the in the in the seller department as well is because if we look at his bench, man, I mean, obviously we're not talking about Gesicki, but talking Brian Robinson, Devin, Devin Singletary, specifically Singletary, you know, players that I would have personally started over Clyde, him being my best of the week. And yeah. Just unfortunate, but fortunate at the same time because he got a dub.
1: Yeah, man. I, I would say for Jeff Wilson, um, I believe they had him ranked at, at 13 on the week, RB thirteen, nice. And to give you half a point, what? it's it's rough. Um, if there was to be a setter, that would be my setter. Um, I don't. I wouldn't start, you know, Singletary over him, or I wouldn't have. Um, I would have considered Singletary over Clyde, um, just because Singletary has looked phenomenal this year. Um, but Jeff Wilson, man, I I have him. I started him in two. I'm pretty sure I started him in two leagues. Um, and to see half a point from one of your, you know, which would be your RB one in this week that's rough but you got to give him props he started kenny walker you know first debut where he gets a full workload and he smashed for him yes sir so that's why we say tony is the seller and the stellar because he he made the he made choices and some of them panned out some of the and the other ones did
0: yeah absolutely and with solid here um i think his biggest stellar was obviously you got to talk about eckler eckler 16 targets is insane and also want to talk about George Kittle. 10 targets, 8 catches, 83 yards, a 20-piece, because we play in a tight end premium league. Um, Just not enough, unfortunately, but those players did their part. Austin Eckler actually almost won him this game. Yeah. OT. Um, Just ridiculous. Again, his efficiency isn't even there, because he had 24 touches, 14 carries, and 10 catches for, I believe that's 83 yards. That is... Horrible efficiency, but again, they're just dumping this man down the ball at f- like, you know, kind of getting the uncle Lenny treatment, you know, Lenny
1: Yeah, <laughs> might
0: not be the most efficient sometimes, but you know, he's getting 20 minimum touches or opportunities a game. And that's kind of what did it for him this week. Um, definitely sold by, I want to say by not playing my boy right here, Alec Pierce, come on, man. Yeah. Solid, man. You're a trusty guy. I'm like I'm I'm in the megalobo with this man. I, I trust your opinions. I thought you would trust mine. I thought you would trust mine. I told you to start, um, Jackson this week. The Dane Jackson guy or Dion, I believe. I forgot his name. Dion's RB one of the week. I told him to start him this week, and like go drop Fab on him. And he, mm. you don't you don't listen to me with Alec Pierce, man. I, apparently, I know my Colts, man. I know my Colts. You got to listen to me on these Colts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I will say uh, picking McKenzie and Higby here, going nice. with two tight ends in uh, you know, in a shallow tight end landscape is is very ballsy of him. Um, I can't blame him because Higby has been good, but I would have gone a safer route and started either you know, Kittle or Higby. I personally mean Kittle because you don't drop; he's just too good to not like produce. Um. You know, for the whole year. He has a game, and I thought, you know, 20 points from Kittle. Even if even if it's just regular PPR, I believe it's he had eight for eighty-three. So that's 80, 16. you know, sixteen. So um he definitely, I mean, if we would have listened to you, Alec Pierce would have won him the week. Uh I mean, even if he started his uh his favorite receiver, Alan Robinson. Robeson. um you know, wrote Finally. Mr. Robinson himself, he would have he would have won him the week as well. Um, you know. It's just unfortunate the way that played out.
0: Yeah. um, Close game. Lost by four points. Closest game of the week for sure. And the next matchup we have is Kev and El Carbo. Uh, Honestly, another close matchup. And just another... uh, I know he's not a stellar because he didn't do good, but Jerry Judy should be a stellar because he came through for Kev. Got him just just the same the, the, the amount of fantasy points he needed. It was only 8.4. Ain't
1: enough. He got but, him the right amount of points. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: I wish Mike Williams would have done that for me in some other league. I lost by three <laughs> points because this man could not score. Um, Kev's biggest stellers are like you said, the studs. Man, come on. I was. You said sixty points between Allen and Diggs, and it was just a little bit over sixty points. Yeah. Like, come on, man. This like. Is- like this is a cheat code every week into your lineup.
1: That is a stack that everyone wishes they could have. The dream um, stack. Yeah. And then, I mean, don't forget the game-winning touchdown from that game. The Dawson Knox, you know? That's, uh, that's like an eight-point play in our league. The tight end premium. So, that was huge for him too, getting that stack. Uh, I don't think he really had any bad sellers besides maybe dk yeah um you know eh. this game man it just disappointed it disappointed on so many levels dk you would expect on, with this terrible arizona defense that he would have eaten and he didn't it's just very unfortunate that this game it's very upsetting for everyone who, inv- who was invested in this game uh like we said, the over/under. You said it was fifty, and it went twenty-eight.
0: Yeah, horrible.
1: That's, that's just terrible.
0: Um, he had Juju on his bench. Thankfully, he didn't need him. You did. You, I'm gonna give you props because you did say to start Juju. I said to start MVS, and he gave as many points as the people who are on bye week this week. So let's not talk about
1: MVS <laughs> takes.
0: Um, talking yeah. about Eli,
1: man. Um, El Carbo, man. He, you want to talk about a, a tell of two teams? Like, Tony, this man literally had his whole—you look at—just put put up his first four, right and then dude. look at it, the, the the bottom half of his team. It's literally two different teams. They We're talking 35, definitely 28,
0: 23, 32, and he lost. Those are just four players yeah. because I believe the rest of his team was 3.7, 2.4, 6, 6, 6, and a donut.
1: Yeah, man.
0: Just, my God, like, I know, I, like, to a certain degree, he couldn't have been, like, that unlucky, but he, he was also very lucky because Burrow and Chase went nuclear. This was the best game they've yeah. had all year. And 28 points, running back one from a guy he picked up off of waivers on Saturday is crazy.
1: Yeah, that's that would be my stellar for him this week because, you know, you, you're drafting McCaffrey, Chase, and Burrow to ball out. But if you make if you make if you make a spot start off of waivers because of your dire need, because, you know, JT was out and you're very shallow at running back right now and you end up with the running back one on the week. That's to me, that's an automatic seller.
0: I yeah, I'm right with you on that. I'm not going to lie. Crazy. Um, you know, like we said, his sellers is, is the bottom half of his team, literally everybody <laughs> and his sellers is his top half of his team, but definitely the stellar of the, of the week award period, point blank period across the entire league has got to be
1: Jackson, Deion Jackson. That's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we got the last, Oh,
0: we both actually, we, we got that one. No,
1: yeah. We, got, we both, picked. uh, we both picked Kevin on the, yeah, on that got, one. We got so. that one. Right.
0: Barely. But
1: yeah, barely is enough.
0: <laughs> And then we got Hunter and Flex.
1: Yeah, the top scorer of the week, Mr. Hunter over here. Um, you take big, it away, man, because it, it's your Colts over here that, that yeah, gave man. him a...
0: The, the Colts stack of the century, apparently. Matt Ryan, 31 points, <laughs> and uh, where's Michael Pittman at? Michael Pittman, 26.4. A combined damn near 60 points from those two players. I believe, personally, that's what took him over the... It wasn't really what took him over the edge. It's what took him to make, make him the highest-scoring team this week just because he was... You know, Brees Hall had a good game and stuff like that. Like, his his entire team, not really a big seller, I would say. Just Mostert and 5.8 isn't really horrendous, I guess, for an RB2. You know, his opportunities were there, like we said, 15 yeah. touches.
1: What you're expecting from Mostert, you know, 5.8 isn't too bad um, because you're not expecting, you know, 15, 14 points from Mostert. You're expecting about 10, 11 points because he doesn't really get involved in the passing game. He's more their their running back, their uphill, you know, their north-south runner. Um, But, yeah, man, his team balled out. And Matt Ryan, that Pittman stack, when it's comparable to Josh Allen, and stefan diggs
0: you're doing something right
1: you you know you know you had something going that week yeah so props yeah. out to hunter um what about what about our our boy big flex over here man
0: man um i honestly he had no stellars because nobody did good and the seller was himself along with Carson yeah. Wentz. um he as yeah. you guys can see, he he had Damian Pierce. He doesn't have another running back. It's literally Zeke, Damian Pierce, and he has um Evan Coleman and Cordero Patterson. But nobody healthy enough to start. He could have he could have been the guy to pick up Dion, but uh, whatever he would have done this week wouldn't have been enough. Like literally, so he gave I guess he 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 felt bad for Hunter because Hunter was one and four, even though he has a good team. I, I low-key wish he would have started somebody or at least talked to your boy for a trade. um. But it happens. It happens to everybody. Sometimes, you, you know, last year, if, if we remember correctly, Kevin, Blurry Clapper drafted like six players in a row with week seven buys.
1: Yeah, yeah, everybody <laughs> on buy. You know,
0: sometimes you you, you you take a puff too hard or... Or I don't know you you eat something that has a little bit of pizzazz in it, and you start feeling it I don't know man, I don't know what's going on through uh, Kevin actually last year he had COVID when he was drafting, so I guess he gets a he gets a slight mm-hmm. pass, but even that man fair. you know it would be happening and my boy Flex is in Alabama, you know what would be happening, I don't know what would be happening <laughs> in Alabama, so it is what it is um, but we both picked Hunter. so we're both yeah we
1: pick on that one. I will say it is funny to see the weekend. And on the yet-to-play section, it still says one running back because Damian Pierce was on bye week. <laughs> uh, but we did say last episode, man, he was going to – we had a couple people. It was uh, Big Flex and um, and El Carbo. They were going to have to make some waiver picks because they were shallow at running back. And, um, you know, that's what you saw here. He suffered from poor management. So if you want to make a seller, Big Flex, you sold this week. Sure. And uh, – you know, and we can wrap that up and take it on to the next section here. Right.
0: Go ahead, <laughs> man. I think it's.
1: Yeah, Actually, we're, I, we're going.
0: I, I'm going to do it because I think it's fitting, man. It's Ravens players. I got to talk about. Oh, Ravens players. of
1: course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, I'm going to talk about these guys in tandem because I think they should. Well, you know, I think they should be talked about in tandem Our running back waivers. In my opinion, I'm going to pull them up here. It is Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards. The reason I'm saying both of these guys is because Kenyon Drake just had himself a day. um, 10 carries, 119 yards, and a tutty, two targets, one catch, eight yards. Ken, uh, J.K. Dobbins got hurt. His knee tied up. They don't know when he'll be back. I hope he's back soon because I have him, and also I think he's still the best running back we have. Yeah. Drake had two carries this game where the offensive line, like he literally did not get touched, and they were over... 30 yards, both carries. Um, does he look good? Yes, I will say I am so happy. No more Mike Davis because this man can actually move a little bit. Mike, Mike Davis is not that guy. Um, and I think he should be, you, you should sprinkle a little bit of fab on him. But the guy that personally I would be putting fab on is Gus Edwards. Let me talk to you guys from a Ravens perspective here, man. His name yeah, is Gustavus. Gus DeBus.
1: That's all you gotta know. Gus, yes, sir.
0: <laughs> Former UM transferred over to Rutgers, came to the Ravens, undrafted free agent, was RB2 literally the entire year while we had Ingram. And then when it was him and Dobbins, they were just both being tanky as heck. And that's that's something we love to see here. Just the amount of sheer production that he's had. I know he's never finished better than tight end, I mean, running back 37. He was this was a, a like a three. Way timeshare back then. I don't think it's going to be the case this year. I think if Dobbins and him are healthy, it's going to be him and Dobbins. And if it's him and Drake, I think it's going to be just him and Drake. So I basically think it's going to be a two way time split. And I think he's going to be the goal line back. 6 one, yeah. He's actually slimmed down a little bit. They don't update this. He's actually around 230. Um, and Adam Schefter came out and said today, actually on the Monday Night Football countdown, that he expects. Gus Edwards to be back. He's practiced for two weeks. I think it's time. And please let it be time because I need to see some kind of production. You know, I need I need to see this offense get back to form and what beta, what way, what better way to take it back than to bring back, you know, one of the main pieces of twenty twenty.
1: Man, you gotta you gotta leave it to the Ravens fan to have that kind of insider information on the on the men's updated weight. You know? Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean Gus <laughs> Bus. The Gus bus really, I mean, the goal line has always been his expertise that, you know, even, even, you know, a little, a few years back, you know, um, Kenyon Drake did look good. Even, you know, even if you did do get those, those lanes open for you, you still have to hit them and hit them with your head down. And, and, you know, he, you know that that those are not plays that, like you said, Mike Davis. You know, <laughs> those are not plays that they're making.
0: It's a six-yard carry he, with Mike Davis. He has you know, speed.
1: if you if you get Drake in space, he's always been that type of player who can get out in space, make a play. He just, you know, he's he's lost a step, unfortunately. But if you sprinkle him in here and there with fresh legs, he can definitely get you in. Uh, if Dobbins is to miss any time, Kenyon Drake is a definitely pickup for me. If yep. especially if. For example, if you're like Flex and El Carbo and you're short at at running back, this is definitely, you know, an option you should be looking at. Um, I do think he does get the nod to start for the, you know, just because Gus is coming back from injury. If Dobbins is to miss time. um, But yeah, man, I think and and the Ravens, you know, they're, they're a running team. mostly.
0: don't sprinkle fab on one without sprinkling fab on the other is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Most people are going to be looking at Drake and they're going to put their money on Drake as they should. You should not... um, Don't think you're going to get like a uh, a surefire starter if you get Gus this week. You never know how much he's going to play. But uh, one thing that you are going to know is that Gus Edwards is the guy that the Ravens have a contract long-term with. He signed for three years and Kenyon Drake was literally a one-year deal. And it's not even fully guaranteed. So um, with that being said, like... There's going to be contractually, there's going to be some, you know, like a little bit of lean to try to get Gus back into the the mix of things because he might be cut at the end of the year. And, you know, one thing we've learned in general or we should know is never to play with the man's money. If a man's at risk of getting their money cut, they're going to go out there and they're going to ball. It happens every year, whether it's baseball, basketball, football. You don't play with the man's a matter, man yeah man whenever it's
1: it's a contract year you know regardless of the sport it's goal time man that's when they gotta secure their future and Um, he's
0: under contract for next year but he's not fully guaranteed for next year he could literally be cut for like 500k so i expect the Gus bus to be fucking churning like miss fritz is on that bitch so Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about here um Go ahead and take it away with the next guy here as I bring.
1: Him yeah, on. so we gotta talk about Latavius Murray, man. He is just a guy. Doesn't matter what team he ends up on, he produces. Um,
0: you except see, except for the Ravens. Sorry, continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the thing here is Latavius Murray. Let's see, let we'll me pull up his stats real quick. He went for 15 for 66, so he was efficient. That's over four four yards a carry. Um. They just need running back depth out there, man. Um, Boone hasn't looked good. Melvin Gordon's dealing with injury. Javante's out the whole year. He's just reliable, man. Whatever whatever roster he's been in, aside from the Ravens, like we said, um, Mm -hmm. he's been able to produce. The Ravens, um, I'm sorry, the Saints, uh, and now now with the Broncos. And he's going to get the opportunity because Melvin Gordon is nicked up. Boone doesn't look good. And, you know, it's, it's just opportunity. Like we said, opportunity, there's value there, man. And if you are looking for... So this is a really shallow week. You know, we don't have a lot of names that are really relevant. And Latavius Murray just popped up out of nowhere this week. They pulled him up, signed him, and pulled him up from the practice squad. And he got on the field and produced. Yeah, So definitely worth the... How much fab are you sprinkling on him? If you think uh, if he's out there, if you're let's say you're flex or, or Carbo and you're looking to oh, stash some running back depth.
0: if I am specifically, if I'm flex, I'm throwing like 15 to 20% on him. Me personally, as somebody who I could use a second running back, I would probably put like maybe 8% because I don't know the extent of Melvin Gordon's injury. And like we talked about, this offense has been kind of clunky so far. So um, I don't really know. And his passing work is very limited. So I don't want to go too crazy, but definitely his opportunities are going to be there on the ground. If this offense ever does click, he looks like he's going to be the goal line guy because he was getting every short, you know, third and goal touch. So yeah. uh, definitely something something to look at if you have him. Uh, I think. You might want to try to trade him. Maybe you can get just a little bit of an upgrade, especially from like somebody who's been really bad the last couple of weeks, and you think is going to turn things around. So, how much? How much are you going to spend on him?
1: Yeah, I think he's worth five to ten yeah. uh, percent, so, yeah. just because he's always been the, uh, uh, an amazing goal line back. Uh, <laughs> you think about him back on the Raiders. Uh, you know how many games he had with multi multi touchdown games. He has always performed on on the goal line um this is one of the players that people usually sleep on because he's not flashy but he he's just really good on in short in short yardage plays um he finds holes he falls forward kind of like zeke think about it like Zeke so you know, like he just guy. he he's a big guy he he's a bruiser and he he knows how to fall forward um which is huge for those you know those goal line plays so I, I think there's value in him. Um, definitely it's nobody you want to break the bank for, but he's definitely worth a little stash just because of the situation out there in Denver with the running backs.
0: Yeah, I, I fully agree. I think we were talking about some, some guys, but obviously nobody you want to break the bank for. Personally, I think the waiver ad of the week is Mr. Robbie Anderson. <laughs> I think it's unquestionably he has to be the ad of the week. I know his stats don't look that great, Yada, yada, yada. He was playing in Carolina. He is now going to the Cardinals. That's not saying much because they don't look particularly good. But he's going to go in there and slot right into Hollywood Browns, bro. Um, Hollywood, unfortunately, got hurt. I hate to see it. I literally have him just about in every league. I was a very, very big believer. It's a foot injury. They They came out earlier and said it was going to be a season ending. Then they did some tests, and it said like six weeks but he's going to go get a second opinion. All that, like everything that says to me is he's done for the year. Um, Hollywood, his rookie year with the Ravens came in with the list rank. They said he was going to be fine and he ended up missing a lot of time or just playing half the games. Can he still be effective? Yes, but this is the guy you want to target because he's going to fill in that role. He is literally a very similar version, slim receiver, likes to run deep routes, you know, iffy hands, but...
1: Threat.
0: yeah yeah just it he's gonna get volume in an offense that passes a lot so that's that's my whole thing um how do you feel about him and how much fab are you gonna throw at this man or are yeah you
1: so throw? Robbie Anderson I think he's definitely worth like 10 to 15 maybe even 20 percent of your fab um I don't think you would start him this week because they are on a short week and he is being traded so I don't think he's gonna have time to get activated but he's definitely worth the pickup With the hollywood news um you know if hollywood misses any time this man is gonna get any and robbie's always been a player who stays on the field if you look at his snap percentage it's always upwards of the 90s um right now these past two weeks obviously because with the with the issues they've been having he's been you know, for whatever reason, this man wants to smoke with the coach. He he really, he trying to fight his coach. And that's why he got shipped out of there very next day, you know, next day shipping, as they say. Yeah, Amazon. But uh, yeah, so he, I think he, he's not like one of these super crazy receivers, but he is a deep threat. Um, He's a solid receiver and they need receiving options out there. Um, Speaking of uh, Randall Moore should also see an uptake in, in his production. Uh, with Hollywood being out, but you know, Robbie Anderson, there's gonna be opportunity for him there, and he's on a much bet, a much reliable, much more reliable quarterback. Yep. And um, you know, with with D Hop coming back this week, um, and like I said, I wouldn't start Robbie Anderson just because they're on a short week. They played Thursday night football against the Saints, um, but definitely worth the stash if you're you know if you're looking at receivers,
0: especially when these bye weeks hit. This is a guy you might want to, you know, consider just literally just dropping into your receiver three or your flex spot. The thing I want to get to is 2020 finished as receiver 19 in PPR. This is only three years ago. Like he's shown you and then in 2017 finished as as receiver 18. So he's had two top 20 finishes and he's never had a quarterback as good as Kyler Murray or been on a team that passes as much as this Cardinals team. So it's just something to consider. I think if you're really slim at receiver, I think you should drop twenty percent. And I think if you're not, I think you should be hovering around the fifteen percent. So I'm definitely with you.
1: Yeah, same. Yeah, I just noticed you. You said the same numbers I said yeah, exactly. So um, we're on the same, same we're on the same boat with this same man.
0: Page. I think a, a guy that that I think some people might want to consider, uh, Wanda Robinson, only rostered in twenty percent of the leagues. I know you're looking at it. You're like twenty three percent snapshot. Sure. Why would I want a guy 5'8, 185? Why would I want a guy with 23% snapshot? I'll tell you why, goddammit, because motherfucker can he can play ball. Um only twenty-three percent. He was um he was nursing a knee and a hamstring injury. Finally came back a little bit earlier than anticipated and only played twenty-three percent of the snaps and still got four targets in twenty-three percent. That's 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 the key thing. And You know, three catches, 37 yards, and a tutty. He looked good. He actually just literally, like, for a small guy, he doesn't play small. He was going up there and doing his thing against our corners. I'm not going to lie. And just somebody who is explosive. He was a running back receiver in college, then converted fully to receiver at Kentucky, and just a weapon, a guy. And this is a team where he's going to get opportunities from because if we look at this depth chart, Richie James, how much are we trusting him? Ah, uh, Darius Slayton. How much are we trusting him? Tony's been hurt, unfortunately. And then you know Johnson, Sills, Galladay—like nothing, nothing, and K- Captain nothing. so Yeah,
1: they they are desperate for a receiver to step up over there. And who better than a, another rookie? I mean, not so long ago, the Giants had a rookie that that you know <laughs> came and made made, made uh, headlines. Yep. Uh, obviously, talking about Odell, but. Um, that aside, the Giants desperately need a reliable receiving option, and they do not have that. Um, Saquon, obviously, he, he's getting nicked up. You know, they cannot keep giving him 25-plus touches every game. Um, there was a play where he got hit, and Bellamy I thought, Shader. yeah, his, his arm looked limp, and I, I thought he was done, but I guess he just he, he needed to shake it off. Yeah, um maybe yeah uh, saquon looks like we're talking about it he he's nearing the end of his rookie deal so we were just talking about it you don't play with somebody's money he's looking for that extension looking to secure it and um you know we ended up talking about saquon we we're talking about <laughs> uh Robinson, but he wants the it duckies. just goes to show, man. it just goes to show you like Daniel Jones needs to throw to somebody and they've tried Slayton. They've tried, I mean, Tony, they can't try Tony cause he's not on the field. Um, Richie James, they tried Kenny Galladay, like horrible um, contract fell off a cliff. The moment he signed that contract and Wandale Robinson, we keep saying it, that might as well be the word of the day opportunity. And he's going to get it right now. He's on 23. He had a 23% snap share. Uh, I'm sure he was on a snap count coming back from injury. Yep. Um, The opportunity, man. He's going to get it.
0: I think it's very reminiscent uh, of last year when Tony came in. I know you got to know as a a Florida fan. He came in the first game. He was on a snap count. They really didn't see him. And then all of a sudden, he was the only receiver. And then, boom, 13 targets. I think this is going to be a very similar situation. Maybe not 13, but you guys get the premise. Like He's going to be He's definitely going to be used, in my opinion. And he was a second round rookie. This isn't like we're like, oh, he's a rookie and he's like a seventh round rookie. He's a second mm-hmm. round rookie. Clearly, they liked him enough to take him in the second round. And he was the yeah. first offensive player taken by Brian Dayboy and this new head coaching regime
1: there. So, mm-hmm.
0: you know, like
1: that. He scored a touchdown, man. Yeah. You know,
0: at five, eight, if you get red zone targets. You gotta be doing.
1: Just something. think of—he was on the field less than a quarter of the game, and he got a touchdown. Yep. Just let that sink in. He's gonna get the opportunity, and it's gonna keep coming. Um, but yeah, I see you pulled my my guy up, bro. Um, I personally, this is this might be somebody that this might be like a hidden gem that I found, right? So people know about DPJ, but they don't really care for him because he's not like a big name or anything. Tell but look people. at the numbers.
0: Tell the people.
1: Look. Look at the numbers right there, man. The guy is on the field. He has not scored a touchdown and he's producing. No touchdowns and he's producing. He's giving you double digits points here and there. He's a second receiver option there, right? And think about this for a second, right? Right now they're not really passing the ball. They're like mid-tier. They're like middle of the pack when it comes to passing plays. 14th. But but if you end up needing you know more wide receiver depth and you see this man on, on waivers then you think about if you're heading into the playoffs the sean watson comes back and this team starts lighting up the scoreboard they just start airing out the ball this man is going to get more and he's bound to score you know he's bound to score he doesn't have any touchdowns yet and he's on the field that's the main thing for him he's producing he's getting yards his average depth of target is high and um yeah, man, I, I definitely think if you are looking for for wide receivers, he's definitely worth the stash. I myself might be somebody who's who might be putting in a waiver claim for him because I see value here. He's twenty nine percent rostered. He has you know five five out of oh, four out of his six games, he has sixty yards or more. Um I think we average, you know, about six targets a game. Yeah,
0: six targets so, a game. And just, like like you're, like you're saying, guys, opportunity, and not just opportunity, like, I don't know if you guys, this is very similar, just snap percentage and yard totals to Jacoby Myers. Everybody knows Jacoby Myers. Uh, He had, like, I think he scored his first touchdown ever, like, last year. Just somebody who has a consistent wide receiver three floor, or, you know, around wide. I know he finishes wide receiver 57 on the year, but he had two dud games. I think aside from those games in the beginning of the season, I think his stats look a lot, lot better. Um, And it's just something like we're seeing it. He's on the field. He's their second receiver getting thrown the ball. And on top of all that, like you said, especially if you're in a position where you do not have to start this man yet, and you can hold him until Deshaun comes back, like point a, like your position, you're going to be five and one at the top of the league. Mm-hmm. I think this is your perfect stash. Or when the playoffs come around, this guy might be the guy who wins you a championship. And looking at his at his schedule, Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington, um, New Orleans has been getting absolutely shredded lately in the passing game. The Ravens, I mean, need I say more? We saw what happened mm-hmm. against the Dolphins. And just Washington, yeah. again, you know, not, not necessarily been horrible. I don't think they've played the best competition. So that's something to monitor. It's just like we said, guys, this could be yeah. a potential league winner and he's, literally free i think you can maybe get this guy for zero fab
1: yeah and literally if you look at even the new orleans um who's going to be drawing latimore that's going to be amari cooper 100 he's not he's not going to be seeing latimore so you know he is going to be drawing the second the second best corner the second best defensive back you know he and he's on the field man he has the opportunity he's producing without touchdown that's the thing for me yep if you have i um, obviously he had two dud games, the one against the Jets which the Browns just threw and the Pittsburgh game, but aside from that, he has four games where he's flirted with double digit points. He has he has double digit points in three of those four games and in the other one he had nine.
0: Yeah, excluding those those two dud games, he's averaging eight targets a game.
1: Exactly. And, he, he, and he's 29% rostered. Yeah. Look it, at the, there's people on your roster who are not getting this kind of production. Elijah so. Moore We'll get to it. Elijah Moore, yeah. Mm. Honestly, I have a few shares of him.
0: Yeah, honestly, he's somebody that it the that team looks worse and worse. And mm-hmm. I I mean that that just about does it for. I know there's gonna be some people talk about like Taekwon Thornton, which is somebody that got mentioned. I mean, we're not really gonna spend too much time on him. He's only four percent owned. He had a good week. Sometimes that happens. It just happened to be you know a very good week in terms of. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a rookie receiver. Maybe somebody you can keep on at the bottom of your roster, but he played a lot of snaps because Aguilar was out. So I don't know how much he's going to play when he gets back and Damian Harris was out. It's just something to consider. Um, But I think the last person we want to talk about is probably the only tight end we're going to talk about. Aside from Greg Dolchich, we already spoke on him. I think he's going to be literally free. If you have a good tight end and you can just stash this man, go for it. Dolchich for free. Um, but if not, man, I think it's Robert's onion season. I think he's back off that ACL. 12 targets, 10 catches, 90 yards. Looks beautiful, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, he is. I mean, when you whenever you see 12 targets on a tight end, that just you cannot not talk about that. That's you want just to throw
0: that bad the bag as soon as you see 12 yeah, targets.
1: Yeah, man, and, and these are Aaron Rodgers' targets at that. So that this is another one like the Giants, they are desperate for a receiving option, a reliable receiving option. I know Alan Azard is there, he made a couple of nice catches. Um, he yeah. did get the touchdown, and with Randall um, Cobb
0: being hurt now, too, as you were
1: mentioning. Yeah, earlier. Randall Cobb is out, he's they already said he's gonna miss time, Christian. Um, Watson. so there's the, the, that opens up more targets, and Robert and he, him, and and um. And Rodgers have shown a report. They've shown that they they do they can get on the same page. Um, definitely worth a, a pickup. Uh, how much fab are you throwing at him Bro, if you are still shooting your shots at tight end here?
0: I'm shooting my shot at tight end. I'm dropping 15% on him.
1: That's, yeah, I think about the same.
0: That's almost as much as or about the same we're talking about Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson is a pickup of the week just because of sheer upside. I think this is the same category. You're shooting for upside, and it's not like, again, we're shooting blindly. He's been, in PPR, he's tied at nine, which is crazy, and this was his first decent game. That just goes to show you just how bad tight end is and just how good he could be. Um, His snap percentage has been going up for the most part, which is something you want to see because he's coming off of a serious injury. And, guys, three years ago, he was tied end four, 11 touchdowns. You don't... He's only scored one touchdown in 32 targets this year. Obviously, you know, 11 and 59 is literally absurd. But, I mean, expect to see some positive touchdown, like, regression. Expect to see, you know, around seven, eight targets, five, six catches, maybe 50 yards, something like that. But if you're getting that consistently, honestly, I think you you shouldn't ask for more. And, like, we've talked about, Cobb's hurt, Christian Watson's hurt this whole team's offense has been kind of clunky they've been kind of shitting the bed to be very very honest and i think against washington it could be a get right game for them and i it could be a game where we see a lot of Tunyon. so
1: yeah um you know rodgers is pretty much a given to get two touchdowns two passing touchdowns each week um if you look at rodgers i mean besides week 1 he had he didn't have a touchdown this week that game was just horrible he only had one but yeah, yeah, look at look at it right there. He has two touchdowns almost every week, um, and historically, he's just he's just very efficient. Aaron Rodgers, you know, there's some people in our league that believe the man is washed. I don't know how you can say a back-to-back MVP is washed. He just, like I said, they're looking for a receiving option, a reliable receiving option. Their Dubs has flashed. Lazard has flashed. Lazard has not been able to stay on the field. He's been injured. Um, he's Looks like he's getting healthy, but even then, um, Tunyon has the rapport. He, you know, he's coming back from a serious injury, like you said. Um, there's definitely definite value there and definite upside, um, especially if you're still shooting shots at tight end.
0: Yeah, he's rostered in. Um, I want to say it was forty nine percent of leagues. So just yeah. he barely made the threshold. Um, our threshold we, yeah. we implemented one by the way. It's fifty percent. Nothing more than fifty percent, but. Again, opportunities, man. That's what we talk about. That's literally the theme of this entire show has been opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. And that's what you want to see. Aaron Rodgers' last two years has thrown north of 85, 85 touchdowns. He only has nine this year. The offense isn't moving the ball. But at the same time, like I do trust he's going to figure it out. Obviously, I don't expect yeah. 40 touchdowns this year. Maybe 25, 30, but that's better than what the pace that he's going for right now. So I definitely see. Yeah, offense I think better. he's
1: due. I think he's due. Um, I'm not betting against Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, especially coming off an MVP season, uh, you know, three three interceptions right now. He's at a higher rate or at a higher pace than normal. But I think that's because he's struggling to find receiving options. So um, I definitely think he he's going to figure it out as the season goes. I mean, he has a lot of new receivers as well uh but you know take it as you will i mean Titan is as shallow as it gets
0: literally it's it's about as deep as a kiddie pool so you take you dive in with the first motherfucker you see that that shows any kind of problem <laughs> i think there's nothing better than to end this week right here man we have it on the screen from the boy himself gator gabe uh i actually don't think you know this um I know you have Hopkins. He, did you know he's actually my favorite NFL player period?
1: No, I did not know that. Yeah,
0: we talk about hands, man, you know, man got man got the hands, man. Yeah, on and off the field, because I don't know if you saw what he did to, to De'Angelo Hall. Oh, oh
1: my God. Yes, I did. Oh in yes, his career, I, did. I love that.
0: Literally, the definition of a competitor, the definition of a absolute as Andrew Tate says, top G.. <laughs> <laughs> and um unfortunately hollywood is hurt but just from a football perspective from a fan perspective as we have it on the screen here man it's nuke season
1: he's coming. it is nuke season <laughs>
0: and i'm here for it man I, I can't wait to see this man on the field literally my yeah, favorite I know. player aside <laughs> i have him Fitzgerald, ever
1: i have him as much as i have mike williams i have three out of, i have him in three out of four leagues um if you trade it for him Man, I'm excited for you. And if you have endured the six the six game suspension, he was activated today. So, hey. you know, hey. hey, it's about that time. We, it's, you know, nuke holders stand up.
0: Damn, I was about to say they don't they don't have no no nuke Hopkins here. There he is, <laughs> DeAndre. He's back, man. Look at him, man. He be even posting TikToks yeah. about himself. Homie's about to go nuclear. Hence the name Nuke Hopkins. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Gator, for being yourself, man. Staying saucy. Of course. Everybody, be saucy. Get your wings. Next time you go to Wingstop, Twin Peaks, wherever you get your wings at, man. Tootsies, the strip club. Hey, I just heard they got good wings. Man. I don't know. But, hey. <laughs> but wherever you get your wings, man, make sure that they get not just regular extra saucy because you know how you guys got to do man we got to stay saucy my friends deuces